Hey, this is a red pen run through for episode 35. And I'm here to tell you, you know, as I always do in the deep dark night, total us stop being, everything is fine. And of course you say, well, that's a, that's a way of looking at it, Scoots. And I'd say, well, how about this? What, what if I tell you this? Todo está bien llegado. Everything's fine when I arrive. Now, if you poll scientists or uh, people I've, you know, work, workplaces I've been to, places I visit, uh, they're more on the May Allegra. I'm, I'm glad, you know, when he leaves, not when he arrives. When he goes, you know, we go Yago and our, you know, we go, you know, we're worried. And I say, hey, I'm here to bring you pura calidad, the pure quality lulls. And nonsense, you know, babodas. Yes, I get a pura calidad babodas. Uh, the purest quality nonsense. And I'll tell you what, one other thing I can tell you is Tango de Sobra. I have plenty of it. Uh, you know, I can reach an El Nivel, an El Nivel, a level of babodas. You know, unprecedented. And you might say, pero supongo que. Uh, but I guess he's going to finish up with this. And uh, no, Dicho, I was saying I'm just getting started here. Because uh, when I get to the Bobodas related to sleep, related to lulls, related to carrying people off into dreamland, because if I say Yego, Toto Estabian, when I, th- when I arrive, I want everything to feel fine in the deep, dark night in this safe place. You know, I take that muy, muy serio, a very serious muy, muy serio, because uh, I want you to get on my wings of pointlessness, and I want to take these lulls a un mas alto, even higher. You know, I, I don't really, I can carry you off on my wings of pointlessness, but that kind of sounds too grandiose. Uh, but at the same time, es tremenda, tremenda. It is tremendous. Uh, you know, the, I don't know, I guess tremendous, it's tremendous what I'm trying to do because, you know, the weight of the brain bots, I guess that is tremendous. Uh, they get in the way of your sueno, your sleep, uh, where you just want to be in bed siendo, being, you know, being, and then you have all these things in your brain that give you all these razones, reasons and the reasons, you know, this is kind of like a podcast open and bilingual, or, you know, Nilton. It's biurnal, diurnal. You know, what's, what's, a, what's a creature that doesn't leave the house? You know, this creature's active biurnally, uh, diurnally, nocturnally. Those are nocturnal. I think it's biurnal, diurnal, nocturnal. Doesn't have that urinal uh, sound to it. But what's a creature that never leaves the house? Because that's, you know, that's what that used to be me a lot of the time. Uh, but there's the razones in your head they start listing. And they'll say, oh, you know, why can't you, as Unhenio, why, why aren't you a genius? And we're going to give you a couple of razones, way lo hizo. That was what he did, that, you know, why your life isn't perfect, why it's cagada. Oh, mucha gente, so many people are higher than you. Uh, hey, que hacer, what are we to do, you know? Uh, we kind of feel despierte, and that's why I say, to, you know, we're not, you know, Diego, I'm here, I arrive, 
Todos Sabian, let me bring the bodas for Sueno, and let me take him my own masalto. And I'll give you me squinta, my my accounts of uh, you know if I had a new Bayo Caro, a new car, uh, Puesta, you bet I'd be talking about it, and you Puesta that I'd be uh, pensando about it, thinking about it. And I know all the kids, they like to say, say, Stonta, you are silly. And I say, yes, I am. I'm so silly. Why don't you sit down, please, and cross your knees. Put your hands in your lap. Because uh, Pero me alegra. But I'm glad when you sit down. And it was a long time ago, I think before I was born, that I said, uh, besito chao, uh, goodbye to kisses. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when I, I don't remember saying Pasito Chow, but it somehow it happened. Uh, I think even before I was Vestida, before I was dressed, you know, and dressed down, Vestida. And I said, well, couldn't I ban a Sarah Ocho? Can it, there'll be eight Besitos uh, for me in my lifetime. And they said, no, 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 not a Besitos. Uh, say ciao to Besitos. And I say, so there's not going to be un lote besitos for me. And they said, well, dejenos cocinar. Let's get cooking. And I said, oh, oh do you, okay, I'll start cooking. I'm good at that. That's very, you know, that's very romantic, isn't it? And I say, they said, what are you cooking? I said, boyas genio pedazo. And they said, and even the Spanish speaker said, boyas genio pedazo. And I said, yeah, genius peace balls. That's what I call these. They're cookies. Don't worry. Don't freak out. They're, oh, you boy, yes, Pazabadazo. They're genius peace balls. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You must be confused when I, the peace, I said P-I-E-C-E, not P-A-A. That must have been what confused you. Genius peace balls. And they'd say, well, they look more like brains. And I said, yeah, gen- genius peace, peace is a genius but but been in a ball shapes, a grand chemical, like a grand chemist, a large chemical, you know, making these cookies. And I'm going to, uh, Pesado, I'm going to make them last. Hey, Joe, that's a fact. These cookies are going to be delicious. These uh, genius peace balls. And if anybody, if they don't come out right, Kupa Suya, it's, it's the oven's fault because I, you know, my oven's a little pesky. Uh, it doesn't. My oven says no logicos. My oven doesn't believe in logic. I do. Not, I have more of a. Uh, uh, my oven's more of a Kirk than a, or actually, it's more of a Shatner uh, than a Kirk, and it's definitely no Spock. And if you want, you know, if you have an oven, you kind of want your oven to be Spock. You know, you want it to be logicos, logical. My oven's more of an oponair, a pit of heat, uh, uh, and full of arrow de calculo, full of miscalculations. Uh, deep went in it is two different thermometers I've bought to try to, uh, in my planando, my planning to see, well, what temperature can I cook this at? And then I broke one. I said, Asunto, that doesn't matter. I have two, uh, those. Uh, so I'll be able to add uh, you know, what, know what the right temperature is. 
You know, conosco, I'll know. Uh, now, the downside is you used to have two, so I could say, si sabe tam tanto. If you know both, then, you know, they're both at 350. The oven's probably at 350. Uh, but there's a few spots in my oven that are olvido, uh, oblivion. Because I put it in there, it's 350, but then it cooks really fast or really slow. Uh, and then I see, and this is another question I get. You see a lot of things, cook it in the center of the oven. I always say, uh, qual centro, uh, which center of the oven? Because it doesn't seem like there's an actual center of the oven. Uh, cause it's like, okay, center rack, but there's two rack. you know, there's no, there's not three racks. You know what I'm saying or no? And I know you said, Dejanos uh, cocinar, let us get cooking. Capaz, if we're able. You know, these uh, genius peace balls, these are raras, rare cookies. You know, I'm the only one that makes them. And we take these candies, and this might be a strange term, but they're going to monta. They're going to mount the cookies, these candies. And those are uh, the peyo, the hair of the genius peace balls. It's like a candied. Uh, Candied hair, actually. I picked it up. I said, yeah, is it taste any better than regular hair? Bayo, is that it? And they said, they said, is this a little bit, anything like a yato? And I didn't get answers. But that monta, that's mounting the Genius Peace Balls. And believe it or not, the Genius Peace Balls, they have a two, two things. One, to eat them and enjoy them. And two, to make you piensa. You think, you say, huh. I'm eating a, br- a brain like candy, and I wanted to stir a de- deseo, a desire within you, to uh, aumenta, to increase. Uh, you know what you have, maybe in your sotano, your basement, where you might feel some balanada, some worthlessness, uh, some moral, spiritual, or you know even esteem-based. Uh, Quiebra, bankruptcy, so balanada, quiebra, worthless and bankrupt. There's, if there's a part of you down there that feels that way, uh, it's time to motiva. It's time to use the genius piece balls to motivate that part and say, you know, la ultima vez, this is the last time, uh, esta cerrado, that things are going to be close to you. I know, I know you feel down, and I brought you some genius piece balls. Uh, Mira la hora, hombre. Look at the hour, man. Look at the time, man. Uh, time's wa- You know, that that was kind of a metaphor and a fact. Uh, time's wasting. It's time to uh, get on the me- mensaje, get the message. You know, I'm here. I'm here to uh, tell you uh, todo esta bien. And, you know, I, I believe me, when I make the genius piece balls, I make sure uh, Olympios, it's clean. Aparece, everything appears to be made from ingredients. Even the payo, I was kidding about that, you know. Everything is seguro, safe to eat. And you might say, Scooter made these brain candies? No estoy tan seguro. You know, I'm not sure. Are you sure if I eat these, I won't get the tiradas, uh, the spins? And I say, well, these are the kind of candies that distraditas. They distract you. Uh, just like my, my, you know, my pillowing you softly with my words, it uses absurdo, the absurd. 
And I would not say this is any of this is uh, al cien por ciento, 100% works. Because, uh, yeah, the bobodas have not bolados, uh, have not flown away. And believe me, whenever any, everybody leaves uh, Carreta con todo, everybody leaves the bag of everything, if you know what I mean. And they say, tiene hambre, they are hungry. And you might even, some of you might say, ahorita, no Dios. Right now, you might say that. But I hear, boy, ah, da, comida, I'm going to give you food. You know, boy, you know, one, uh, uh, genius peace balls, they're great. And I'm going to be amable, friendly. And one day, hopefully you'll say, Segano el cielo. He won the sky. Uh, and you say, what? He won the sky for, what did he want? Besitos, he, he went all the way to the sky. He tried to win the sky. Segano el cielo for besito, besitos. Or in chasing his besitos that went chow. And I say, I'll say to all you, Toma, mi amor, take my love. And Aber te robo un poquito. I see a little theft. Thieve it away. Thieve my genius piece balls. Thieve my besitos. Uh, mantiene. Let it maintain you. Uh, and don't worry, no avances, no advances. A desiro will be put on you. I will cover my lips with a bello, bello, a veil of pierda stone. The old stone veil that has covered so many of... Uh, you say, well, that's a, that's a uh, paradoxical thing, a stone veil. And I say, no es un mineral. It's not a mineral, this veil. It's pierda stone. And believe it or not, Pues es muy bonito. This is this veil's pretty nice. You would think that the stone is uncomfortable because it's so heavy. But it allows me, you know, that way I don't eat my own genius piece balls. Uh, and we see, you know what we say when we're, you know, corremos estos. We run this. We run this uh, uh, babodas. And, uh, you know, there are no more barras in my, you know, my life. Bars you know, places or, you know, bars to jump over or go under. There'll be no desecho, no calling. Uh, but, you know, pidan, I've learned to pidan ayuda, uh, to ask for help. You know, peores, it could be worse. You know, we could be in the deep cagado, hombre, but we're not. And it, you'd say, is this a rey suscitar, a resurrection? I say, well, metaphorically, maybe. Because uh, it looks like it. when you put the genius piece balls in the oven, they rise again. Well, they rise, I guess, for the first time. So is resurrect, that's true. So just erecting. I guess we're not resurrecting the cookies. But they're erecting, you know, they grow. Uh, you know. And siguiente. Uh, Are you following me? Because in this situation, ganamos. We all win. Uh, repeat, I repeat, uh, Sakar confiar. Uh, you can take trust in me. Because you know, if I had a tattoo or a life saying, it would be demoro todo para nada. And this is the truth about this podcast. If it had a Spanish, you know, catchphrase, demoro todo para nada, 
Takes Me All for Nothing, Sleep With Me Podcast, Demoro Toto Paranata, Takes Me All for Nothing. And that's a pretty apt description of the show. And it has some of my favorite things. It's a released us. Uh, It's realistic. It takes me all for nothing. It plays with idioma, the language. It plays with the language. It has a mensaje in there, a message. It's breve, brief. Now, the show's not usually brief, but that's brief. It feels a little curada. It's a little cured, like a good ham. The moro toro para nada takes me all for nothing. It has a little bit of bentara lifted, lifted. Uh, it's full of tontas preguntas, you know. That's what this whole show's full of, uh, tontas preguntas. Silly questions and bobodas, nonsense. Uh, but uh, it'll leave no marcas, no marks. You know, because, you know, as I say, we're in the night, in the deep, dark night, we're all legal. We're all equal. So, Ben, come on, come on. Uh, let's sit down and, you know, share some boyas and opadas of some genius peace balls. Hey, good night. All right, so we're talking metastasis, I think 34, but I am actually not positive. I, at the top of the page, it says bis, B-I-S-T-U-N or B-I-S-T-U-R. And I don't know if that's a note about the show. Uh, random unrelated letters I wrote, even though it has a capital B. Biston. Bister. Then it says Barrio Messe Satras, various months before. Uh, there's the music from the TV show Insomniac again, which has come up before David Tell's wonderful late night show from about, I think it was on Comedy Central. And then we see Guido, and he is so happy setting up the lab. Gus rolls in. He says, hey, it's like Christmas. And he says, two weeks, Guido. And then they talk about the blue azul. He's like, is that our competition? And then Gus is all triple question mark because uh, I wasn't sure. And then Guido, he's apologetic. He says, mas alto, small differences are very tall. Or, you know, it's a big deal. Mean a lot. And he says, one more thing, Gustavo, we should find the cook. And then I put a question mark. And we see, you get to see Guido's place again. Then we see Victor, he says, hey, Jose Miguel, you got to get back to work. So he says, let's drive back to work. Then we get, he's back at work and it's a work meeting. And Mike and Walter there. Victor's there, Jose's there. They're like, was this a, is this some sort of training? You know, was this one of the, like a required, like a state required training or, and Victor's like, I don't, I don't like these kind of trainings. You know, I don't like being micromanaged. And Mike's like, why don't you, you know, relax, man. We're getting paid actually. Next thing is morning. We see Cielo is at home. Or somewhat, Cielo looks sleepy, but I don't know how early in the morning it is. And Maria's there. She's going, listen, I got a ton of big bills here. Lots of bills. And Cielo's like, yo, chill, tranquilo, man. It's cool. I got it. And then Maria sees a new car. And she's like, that's a sweet ride. Is that Waltz? 
And then she's like, ciao, baby. And then Cielo goes upstairs. She's like, oh, Walt's car is here. Walt's not here. She looks around. She's like, what in the heck? And then she's worried about something. She sees the key on the ground. So then she went for a drive in a bathrobe. And then I put D. Oh, ditches the car down the street. And then she rolls home, but she picked up some groceries to, like, cover her tracks. And Junior's there. He's kicking it, drinking some orange juice. Again, I don't know. I guess he's he's not kicking it. And she, he's like, Mom, did you go to the store in your robe? That's He goes, what are you doing? And then we're at work, and Walt is like, guys, at 8 o'clock, I got to start cooking, like, no matter what, even if this... uh seminar doesn't get underway and i don't know if they're expecting gus goose to pull a david brent uh you know if they're like what is he you know or what and then victor he's like i'm not having this you know he goes there's a chain of command here you can't just start working on the seminar day and then mario who is mike in this show but i always call him mike he's like come on man and then victor's like i'll for, I don't know. I don't know, Victor. If he's, I couldn't understand if he's anti-seminar or pro-seminar. But he's like, I'm going to do some work. And he goes, I think he thinks he's a, he, he's better than. He's like, I can do this work while you're overpaid. And then Walt's criticizing the work. I think he calls him an imbecile. And he's like, Oh, this guy's going to totally mess it up. And then they're watching him, and it's like, Oh, so far so good. And then he, they're like, Oh, and then he remembers the metal stuff like tin can scraps or whatever. And then Gus rolls and everything goes quiet. And then I said, disgrace do music. Dis, dis, erase. Dis, erase or disgrace do music. Disgrace to music. This is like Spanish language and interpreting and my handwriting. And then Walt takes Gus off. Oh, no, Gus, Walt talks while Gus takes off his jacket, his sweater. And Walt's explaining, you know, about work stuff and seminars. And it's like, I, I, Walt's like, I can do the seminar. Because I don't want to sit through any, you know, song and dances. And then Walt talks about Victor, and he says trash, I think. Or talks about trash, and Victor talks back. Walt gets all touchy. Walt gets all... It looks like T-O-U-C-H-G. Uh, but I think it's touchy. Maybe. Too dry. And then Gus uh, gets dressed... And uh, Walt uh, is talking about chemistry, chemica, all sorts of BS about that. Then whatever Walt says, it kind of bugs Gus out. And then I put cook you. Oh, no, Gus is out. Walt bugs. Oh, no, Walt begs to cook. Gus rolls out. Cook you. I think it was you cook, but uh, then we see Saul's office is closed. He's got a, a guy there, and the guy trying to get in is like, yo. Uh, then we see Saul in his office. This was at his overall office. This is in his private office. He's checking for bugs. Walt's on the phone. 
Oh, no. And then I said, Cielo's. No, Cielo's on the phone. And she's on a phone with Saul, who's on a pay phone w- with his bodyguard. And I was like, is Saul a germaphobe? Because he's using a rag with the phone with Cielo. Hangs up. Cielo shows up at Walt's apartment. No one's here. She calls a locksmith. She acts up, like, with the baby and her asthma. And she's like, my meds, I need to get inside. And Cielo searches the apartment. The only thing she can find is, like, Walt's craft drawer where he's got that teddy bear, uh, the eye of the teddy bear where he's trying to, he's like, oh, I'm going to put Teddy's eye on something. You know, some future craft I'm going to use Teddy's eye for. Then we see Maria. She drives home, and she's sitting in her driveway, breathing deeply, trying to get some solitude. Or I guess she has solitude, but centering. And she goes in the house. She's got fresh flowers, purple sweater. She's very cheery. And then all Henry does is complain about something, and he's on his computer in bed. And she tries to take interest, but Henry kind of freezes her out. Which I, I, I used to, that's one of my, that's my middle name, Freeze Out. Or maybe it's my, it's a bad, and then uh, she tries like two or three more times to, to get involved with what he's, in, in a pleasant way. Uh, but Henry's not having it. And we go back to the lab. Uh, Walt, Jose, and Mario, they start to clean in, in preparation of cooking. And then Walt and Jose are getting fries at a diner type place and they're wearing gray shirts. Uh, Walt has a, a calculator. Walt ca- oh, has a calculator shirt on. The tags are still in the clothes, which is funny. That reminds me a lot of, uh, the scene in, uh, what's that movie called? Oh my goodness. Uh, something I should have remembered instantly. Oh, Pulp Fiction when they have the, New clothes on, and they look all square. And then, uh, well, I think that must have been Walt. Well tells Jose something is very important. And then Walt talks about Gus. Then Jose drops Walt off at his house, and Cielo rolls out of the house. She talks about, she she's like, yeah, I hit the car. And then she's like, what's up with your clothes? They still have tags. And then, and uh, then Walt's like, eh, and she's like, "What's up with you? Are you okay?" He's like, "Oh yeah, totally okay, a hundred percent." And then he's like, he, "She's like, here's your keys to your car." Uh, she goes, "Here, you keep fool. That's what I put. I don't think that's in English or Spanish. Here's your keep fool. Uh, cool, thanks, late. I think that's what Walt said. Like, cool, thanks. I'm out." And then she goes, oh, you got one more tag on your back, bud. And then that, uh, that Walt starts walking to his car, and that's the episode ends. All right, so we're talking season four, episode one of uh, Breaking Bad. Owen's with Gail in the lab, and Gus is like, how's it going? He goes, very, very well. Uh, flurry, he uses flurry of deliveries. And Gales clearly takes pride in the equipment and how things are coming together. And he's so happy that Gus, you know, Rick spared no expense. Gales like, this is a top quality pharmaceutical level lab. 
And this is a great, great Gail line. Uh, Gus is like, you know, I want you to have what you need. And Gail says, well, I doff my proverbial cap to you, sir. And he says, only Gail would be a cap. I mean, proverbial cap. And I noticed Gail's got an expensive-looking shirt on, a nice shirt, but wide collar. Uh, for whatever time the show came out, probably, you know, a couple of years ahead of its time or, you know, stylish. But then he has maroon cargo shorts and sandals, I think, with socks on. And I did take exception to the sandals with a because he was unboxing stuff in a lab. It just I said, come on, Gail. Uh, so, you know, you need steel-toed shoes in this situation. Uh, kind of like when Walt and Jesse drink out of beakers. It's like, come on. I mean, I've been banned from most labs. Or, you know, most places even say, like, have a lab or laboratory. And I know, don't drink out of a beaker and wear to- closed-toed shoes. Now, I, I know those for making mistakes or getting, you know, shamed by adults, but still... Uh, but these are the lessons, you know, these are the pro-am tips. You know, don't drink out of beakers or any sign, you know, just period. It's easy. Just don't do it. Anything that looks like it's from a lab, even if it's at a themed bar or restaurant, don't drink out of it. And don't be afraid, you know, when they say, well, this is Dex- Dexter's Laboratory la- restaurant here at Universal Studios. Uh, send it back. I don't drink out of laboratory equipment. Well, this is made of plastic. Well, yeah, but next time it won't be. Okay, so take please take the plastic beakers away from my table before you make this scientist mad. Uh, but then we see the time crunch they're under because they're like, Gail, you got to get this thing up and running. And then Gail's like, what, this compet- what was that blue stuff? It was really good. Is, is that our competition? And Gail shines against the purity. And I'm speaking in uh, chemical terms. It's off the charts. And I don't know why it's blue. Because if that's our competition, we got some problems. But he says, well, how pure can pure be? And the gal says, pretty darn pure. He goes, Mr. Fring, I can get it to you 96%. And I'm proud of your figure. Hard-earned figure, 96. But this product is 99, maybe a touch beyond that. And he goes, you know, I'd need something fancy just to even determine that last 3%. He goes, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous gulf. And this is, you know, it's strange that this is Gail's, you know, undoing. But he says he won't let it drop. Gus is like, 96% is fine. But Gail's a scientist and a proud man. He goes, don't let it bother you. And Gail's like, yeah, but I just make scientific curiosity and my curiosity of art. He goes, this is where the art and science meet. And he's like, who is it? He goes, well, a chemist like yourself. But he goes, it's not going to happen. He's not professional enough. And Gail's like, if that, he's not professional. And he goes, well, no, no, personal professional. And Gail's like, this is the best I've ever seen, man. And you're doing, putting all this money into this. And you want the best. You know, maybe you should think about it. I forgot that I didn't do it justice because when he says, Gus says, how pure could it be? I have other notes here. It says, uh, Gal almost says it to himself, like, quietly. He goes, well, it can be pretty darn, you know, pretty darn pure. And I also noted Gus's displeasure at Gal's insistence. 
And then when Gail says, I know you want the best, there's this nice, to end the thing, scene, there's this Gus close-up profile of Gus just staring. A nice big profile. Then the show opens. Then we get a good look at Gail's tea kettle. Uh, Jeff Solomon book. I think, no, no, Jeff Sahara book was Gail's reading. Uh, like a, it's a mass market paperback. I think that's military fiction, but uh, don't quote me on that. It might be historical fiction. Uh, I think it's very popular. I, just, I think there's like usually a tank on the front of the books, but I'm not, again, don't quote me. Then we see Victor and Jesse, and Victor's like, you're wait, late for work. Jesse, let's go. And then Mike and Walter waiting for a meeting to start at work. Uh, Walt has his hands in his lap. He's very scrunched up, while Mike is a totally at ease in his body language. is way more relaxed. And then we have Victor and Mike having a little side-to-side, and Jesse and Walt. And then Mike's like, okay, I better call Mr. Fring and uh, see what time he's getting to this seminar. And he says, I better get this over with. And you see in Walt's face, uh, Walt's, you know, pensive, I would say, is a good way of saying it. Uh, but as it's, as he, he turns in his chair, he's got one of those rotating chairs, and as he turns, his face changes, Walt's face. Then we see Skylar and Maurice woken her up out of bed. She's got the bills. And it's kind of funny because she says, uh, you know, don't worry. You know, she, you know, Marie's like, well, I got to run some errands. And she goes, thanks so much. You know, bills just keep piling up. But thank you for helping this. And then she's like, hey, she goes, is that car out front mean what I think it means? Like you and Walt? Uh, you know, she goes, I can figure it out. I'm not pressing, but uh, she goes, that's great. It's really great. And she's like, all right, I'm out. You know, say howdy to Mr. I'm not here. And then, you know, Skylar has this look like she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then she looks around the house for Walt. Like she sees this car, looks around the house. Then she gets his hide key that he uses, you know, that's hidden on the. I guess I should have noted in case I ever needed to borrow Walt's car or his, tr- you know, truck car, his Aztec. I think that's what it was called. But now I forget. I think it's in one of the wheel wells, but they probably changed it, you know, since this show's so popular. And Walt's fictional, Scoots. But then she moves the car. And actually, yeah, while she's moving the car, it's even the sound design in this episode's really good. There's news radio. There's a traffic report. There's a problem on Coyote. Then there's a camera shot as she parks in the, uh, in a, what's that thing called? Uh, one of those road, residential street. Uh, why can't I think of it? A uh, residential street that has a tur- roundabout, you know, you know, the, you know what I mean, though. It's like a metaphorical word I use all the time. But there's a camera shot from a basketball hoop as she parks the car. And Skylar rolls back from the car, you know, walks back. And there's this morning sun, really, really nice little touch there. Because it felt like it was a real morning sun. I could feel the warmth on her face. And she's got this look on her face. I can't tell if it's determination or worry. And she gets back to the house happy to see Junior, who's up for breakfast or ready for her to make breakfast. 
then the guys are uh, sitting around the lab and Walt's like, all right, you know, it's like nine, 10 o'clock or so almost nine o'clock. So we got to start cooking. And then Victor's like, no way. And Walt's like, we got to get to work, man. And then they're like, well, I don't know, Victor, you know, he's like, come on, Mike, we got to cook. And then it's like, well, you know, this is what, why we're here. And actually, Mike is sucking his gums or whatever his habitual thing he does with his mouth is. And he looks very pensive, kind of sucking at his gums. And then it's like, uh, that's right, we're not doing any cooking. Not sure if I remember if Mike or Victor said that. Then we see Saul's door. It's locked. It's closed. His bodyguard's there. And I couldn't tell. He sits down for a while with the uh, receptionist. I couldn't tell if... uh, he was tired or staring. Like, he, he might have been a guy that can sleep with his eyes open. Uh, then there's a call in for Saul. They page him, like, over the loudspeaker of the phone. And it's Skylar Life for, for you. And Saul's looking for bugs. You know, he's worried. And uh, Skylar, they get on the phone. She's like, where's Walt? He goes, oh, he's, you know, working. She goes, well, I can't get a hold of him. Do you know where he is? And Walt's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's at work. Don't worry. And New Scout's like, hey, Mr. Goodman, there's something going on. Like, why would he leave his car at my house? He goes, people carpool. It's good for the environment. And Scout's like, carpools to a meth lab. And then Walt goes, Saul's like, I'm losing you. And she goes, do you know anything? He goes, he's at work. And then as soon as and then you see that uh, Saul might have some germaphobe because he's on a payphone outside the uh, motor lodge. The uh, se- uh, it looks like Seven IX. I don't think that was the name of the motor lodge though. Maybe a Ticks Motor Lodge. That wouldn't be a good name. Uh, Dick's Motor Lodge, GIX. But also Saul had a nice wintergreen shirt on. Still has his ribbon on from to show solidarity. And he, he had told Skyler, I guarantee you 100%. Skyler's like, 100%. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah. And then as soon as he hangs up, he asks, his, he goes, you have a passport to his bodyguard. And we see the baby in the car. It's a close-up of the baby. And then Adam the locksmith there. He's an older guy. And he's all about following state law. He's like, I can't, you know, I don't know if this is your domicile, so I can't break in. And then Skylar fakes asthma, has him hold the baby. That was a nice touch. The baby's crying. And so he lets uh, Skylar in. In case you're worried, Adam says he's going to mail the bill out, so that's fine. And then Skylar finds the teddy bear eye for the project. Also notice, oh, then we see Marie in her car. They live at 4901, some street. Uh, Marie's in the car. She pauses to breathe a few times. And then the next shot we see are med, med, meds and minerals. And then we see uh, Mineral Enterprise or MineralEmporium.com. And we see Hank. He's kind of sweaty and oily, grizzly and grouchy. Uh, as soon as Marie comes in, he cro- he's got his arms crossed, and he's in gray sweatpants, and she's like, what are you ordering, a new rock? He goes, I'm bidding on a new mineral, Marie. 
And she says, she comes and tries to look at it. She's like, oh, that's pretty. And he just moves the computer right away. Like his sweetest and most realistic behavior is just so sweet. He just moves, he, just like a kid or an adult in this case. And I've acted like this probably. He just says, no, 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 you can't leave. He goes, he just moves it out of her way so she can't see. After that, we see the painting behind their bed, which is like a, a strange beach vase still life. Uh, but it seemed like it had some surreal elements to it, a painting or print could be. Then we're back at the lab while it's telling everybody they should be wearing masks because Victor's working. Mike, Mike actually drinks some of Gail's coffee. And then Walt's talking trash to Jesse about Victor. Uh, saying, you know, Victor's going to forget the aluminum. Guaranteed, guaranteed he forgets. Now, the whole time Jesse's kind of detached and just sitting there. Well, uh, Walt's running his mouth. He doesn't forget the uh, aluminum. Then Mike rolls up close to those guys with coffee. And then Gail kind of floats into the lab with this iron glare and looks down, and everyone looks up quietly. Uh, Victor looks up with the dumbest look. I mean, up until then, I thought this Victor had it together, but then he just gives this kind of dumb, goofy look up to Gus. And then we get some more wonderful sound design because Gus walks across the top level, which is like a corrugated metal or something. Like you'd be in a lab, like a catwalk. And you can just hear his footsteps. And then down the stairs, the tone changes with every surface as he hits the lab floor. We can hear him stepping. And then there's a bunch of reaction shots of people's faces as Gus walks by. And then Walt starts the bullshit, you know, bullshit, me bullshit machine uh, with Gus. And... Well, Gus decides, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on some lab equipment for fun here. And he has this like smirk grin on his face at first. And Walt, I notice Walt doesn't even know Victor's name while he's talking trash about him. Uh, Gus takes off his shoes, or Gus' shoe, that's what I put it. I'm assuming that's what it meant. Uh, then Walt, uh, he goes, when he doesn't know his name, he goes, this person, that's really demeaning. Because this person doesn't know what he's been doing. And then Walt tries a pop quiz, just like he's in school. He goes, oh, okay, well, tell me about catalytic hydrogenation. Is that probiotic or aprobiotic? Because I forget. And then he talks about reduction, stereospecific, a bunch of other stuff, you know, meth, meth, methylamine, propene, propene. And carbon's number one and two on the propane chain. That's, that's pretty, propane chain. That's a nice combination of words there. Propane chain. I get the carbon and the one and the two on the propane chain. Uh, then we use the methylamine, methamphetamine, uh, chiral center. Can you can you tell me where the chiral center is? And he says, "Come on, help me out, professor." So we get the jerky Walt with his chiral centers. Uh, Gus slides right by Walt with this smooth motion and it gives him this, Walt gives him a languid look. I don't know if that fits, but 
And Jesse then has this great lean back reaction as Gus gets into close to a space, not even in his space, like this, you know, leaning back, uh, even though Gus isn't even doing anything. And Aaron Paul really had some fine acting this episode because he really doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but he's always there. Uh, you know, we didn't need dialogue. I mean, you probably could have watched him the whole episode, you know, whenever there was a shot with him in it. Uh, then Gus uh, frowns, a full-lipped frown, raises one eyebrow uh, while Walt's talking. And then Gus is like, I'm leaving. He walks out again, only footsteps. And he says, get back to work. And then we just go cut to like to after work and Walt and Jesse are at a diner. Jesse's drinking orange soda, I think. It actually wasn't a diner, it was a Denny's. And walk plus him, I don't know what that means. Uh, they both have Kenny Rogers brown t-shirts on. And then we get this great piece of dialogue between them. Because, uh, like, Walt's like, what's our next move? Uh, and Jesse's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, we're, we're fine. He goes, we're in the position we're in. You know, this is the present moment, Walt. You have to live in the present mo- moment. And Walt's like, I don't know. The sky's falling. Jesse's like, the sky's not falling, Walt. You're the top guy. Everything's going to be fine. And he goes, Jesse's like, I bet you this took years to, to, to design everything. He goes, hey, he goes, don't worry about it. And I think Walt says, Jesse, are you sure you're okay? And Jesse's like, well, at least we all are on the same page. We all understand each other now. And Walt's like, what? And Jesse's like, we, we all get it. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, Gus is going to make this. He goes, Gus wants us to work here. But not enjoy work. He's going to take all the joy out of meth making. And it's not going to be a Wonka-esque experience like we thought it was. Uh, also, Jesse got a, a refill on his orange soda. Uh, then Walt takes a cab home. He gets out. He's got red Chuck Taylors, white pants. Uh, there's no car. Skylar rolls out. She's like, yeah, Kenny Rogers, eh? And Walt's like, yeah. She goes, how are you doing? And Walt's like, right as rain. And then she's like, well, your car's three blocks down. You know, I don't want Junior to think you're sleeping over here because you're not. And then there's this whistling cowboy music and Walt walks down the street. No belt, so it's kind of pants are giving him trouble. And I noted, I said, hey, what's the name of the song? It, 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 according to uh, the person whose name I can't say because it'll trigger her on other people's phones. It was Truth by Alexander. And that's the end of the episode. iTunes reviews. If you want to give us a review, it's leavingthemepodcast.com slash iTunes. And I want to thank Dasipus Dasipus from Canada who says, So boring. Sleep with me works really well. Helps me fall asleep every night. Thank you, Dasipus. Uh, John, the janitor from the USA, exactly what it says it is. Your old buddy Scoots just bores you to sleep with stories just interesting. Get your mind off whatever and nonsensical enough to send you into com- uh, calmer state if not sleep. Thanks, John. Shep, uh, 9378, that, that is a brain bat. I don't know if it's one of Shep uh, from 
the three stooges bring bats, but uh, Shep says they'll sleep with me any night. Honestly, they've tried sleep meditation, sleeping pills, prescription pills, uh, but their mind won't shut down long enough, and they stumbled by this podcast about six months ago. And instant change, and they, uh, uh, they're very thankful. Thanks, Shep. Scooter's granny from the UK. Hey, granny. Uh, says, sleep with me. This really works. It's amusing, but truth to say, they've never hold more than a few minutes. Thanks, granny. Uh, the granny that listened to my podcast I never had. Uh, Alexinator. Alexinator. I like that. Been listening since 2015 from New Zealand. Uh, when they got a little extra anxiety in their life and it was hard to get to sleep. When they did, it took hours. They searched for something to help. They found the podcast and it works. Distracted from worries, just enough to fall asleep. And if they don't fall asleep, they enjoy listening to the stories. Just try it seriously. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. Thanks, Alex. Elixinator. Uh, Lithophora. Lithophora. Uh, says this really helps. Uh, desperate last summer, search led them to sleep with me, and if your future eyes are hooked, and now they feel relief when they hear the music. Thank you. Uh, Gigabeth says that we're a sco- scooter's a sweet guy, and they've been listening for a while. And uh, thanks for offering our atmosphere, trust, humor, and serenity. Thanks, Gigabeth. Uh, Laura BSR. Uh, it says, best cast, best podcast ever for inducing sleep, hands down, period. They usually fall asleep before the main part of the story. I've been listening over a year. And if they wake up, which they usually do, they put the earbuds in and turn the podcast right back on and boom, right back to slumber. Also good for naps or a calming distraction in an overly stimulating environment. Thanks, Laura. Uh, Lauren Vacant from the UK. Lauren Vacant. Uh, I like that. Uh, says it uh, works every single time. Fantastic. Instantly, re- instantly relaxed. Even when I'm butchering your review. Thank you. Uh, you know, the most famous MC, Basket MC, says boring. So boring. Puts the wife to sleep in five, 10 minutes. Thank you. Uh, what about... J- Jalatsky, JT, JTalaski, JTalaski, uh, loves the podcast, voice is soothing, generally good guy who's probably hilarious in real life. Yeah, maybe. Be laughing at me. Uh, it does the trick to get your mind off. Thanks, J- J- JTalaski. Uh, Ando222 from Australia loves it. And they have made it through a full episode. They love the deep, lazy voice. Thank you. Sydney 213, maybe more annoying at first, but then worth it. Thanks, Sydney. First thought podcast was the voice was so annoying and the content so nonsensical until they fell asleep hard, and now they barely get to the story, science, voodoo, whatever it is, it works. Thanks, Sydney. Uh, John Smith uh, listens every night, works like a charm. Thanks, John. Uh, Nick the Nurse uh, says it's wonderful. Listen, last night fell asleep fast. Senseless jabber. Love the podcast. And if they wake up, they put it back on and they drift off in their dreams. Uh, this one's emoticon. So it says, OMG, this is so great from Canada. 
uh, for some reason, this app that I used to check, it hasn't slept like that in a long while. So thank you. OMG. Boston Kim racing no more. But I don't know how charming Scooter was until they re-listened during the day. Thank you. Uh, Nora Naus loves the vibe to override their mind. Used to use radio or history podcasts, but this works. Uh, thank you, who's over on Twitter. Summer, thank you, Summer. Thank you and good night. Lori, thank you and good night. Uh, Liz, uh, Cinna, uh, thank you and good night. Patrick, thank you and good night. Teresa, thank you and good night. Peter D, thank you and good night. Lie to lie, thank you and good night. Uh, Daisy, thank you and good night. Uh, Bear, be or Bar, uh, thank you and good night. Melanie, thank you and good night. Sophia, thank you and good night. Bug, bug, not funny. Thank you and good night. Oh, also Melanie's uh, daughter, World of Snorecraft. I liked that. Thank you and good night. Uh, Laura, thank you and good night. Rachel, thank you and good night. Sarah, thank you and good night. Becky, thank you and good night. Tommy J, thank you and good night. Uh, Olivia B, thank you and good night. And yeah, because there's some quality Q's foods. Uh, Vicky T, thank you and good night. Uh, Dana, thank you and good night. Lori, thank you and good night. Uh, Ray, thank you and good night. Sheila, thank you and good night. Brian, thank you and good night. Uh, Torrance uh, T, thank you and good night. Uh, Brenda F, thank you and good night. Judith K, thank you and good night. Ricardo uh, V, thank you and good night. Uh, Laura, thank you and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. Allie, thank you and good night. 